Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. If you are looking for vendor process training for you or your entire vendor team, head over to my site at DeborahRRichardson.com and click on the Vendor Team Training Solved button to learn more about what is included in the annual plan and also to download a training schedule. Get the training that you and your team needs to avoid payment fraud, duplicate vendors, compliance fines, and more. Yes, I know you just got over getting the 1099s processed. Well, now it's time to deal with your foreign payees, and I have some tips that can help you avoid having your processes cost you IRS penalties. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 174, six tips for getting ready for the IRS 1042S. Now, before we get started, I do want to say that I am not a tax professional and particularly, I can never say that word, particularly with 1042Ss and the whole form process. Uh, When I was a practitioner, we always had uh, someone within, either within our tax team or with our external uh, auditors, uh, their firm that we could call out to um, or reach out to, to review the WAs to tell us if they were reportable or withholdable. And then also to look over the 1042Ss that we generated and the 1042 forms that we used to file Um, with the IRS. And so because of that, I do really stress that you really need that, uh, that additional oversight. Um, But just because the whole IRS foreign payee 1042 process uh, can be very complicated um, between the limitation of benefits, the um, different codes that have to be identify for each of your vendors and, uh, and file on the 1042S, um, as well as if I didn't mention it, the, the treaties. And so you want to make sure that you understand that piece of it. And if you don't, or even if you do, it's always best to have a second set of eyes or some oversight in that area. So what I'm going to be talking about today is strictly process, like the accounts payable process in order to identify those eligible vendors and then also how to make that process a little bit easier so that you're not late, you're reporting on all your vendors and more. So let's go ahead and get started. So to start with, the 1042S form is how you as a 
U.S.-based entity or company, that's what you will report to your foreign vendors, the foreign persons, U.S. source income subject to withholding. That's the name of the form. That is what you report to eligible or reportable vendors um, that you have made payments to them. So you report it to them and then you also report it to the IRS the same as you did with the 1099s. All right, so the first tip is, if you think you don't have foreign vendors, yes, you do. I have talked to so many accounts payable teams who think that they don't have foreign vendors. And this is really uh, an issue, can be an issue in your vendor master file. Uh, And it can uh, come from not entering in the address correctly. Uh, And that just because it's because of training. I don't know, maybe you inherited your vendor master file. And so when the addresses for those uh, non-US countries are entered, they were not entered in correctly. Uh, When I've done vendor master file cleanups for my clients, I have found that the country, uh, that two-digit abbreviation is sitting in the state. It was entered in in the state. And so when you check your uh, state uh, or pull a report with the addresses, include the state, and when you see a state that has abbreviation like GB, you know that there is no two-digit state abbreviation of GB. And then, so you know at that point that that is a foreign address and a uh, possibly a foreign vendor that may or may not be reportable, may or may not be withholdable. So double check and verify that you have or don't have foreign vendors. Pull all of the relevant fields in a report from your accounting system or ERP. Make sure you include the state because that might be the only place that uh, that you'll be able to identify it. Maybe no country code or country uh, uh, three-digit identifier or two-digit uh, identifier was used. And so make sure you include the state and find those international vendors. They may not be reportable. They may not be withholdable. But I would uh, tend to bet that you do have some foreign vendors in your vendor master file and you need to identify if they are reportable and or withholdable. That was the first one is identifying whether you have foreign vendors. And I tend to doubt that you don't, but you do need to verify that. So that's tip number one. And you'll notice that as I go through the tips, the tips are really arranged by or based on the process. Um, Like first we're talking about finding vendors and then it's all the way through uh, step six with uh, extensions. And so now let's go on to number two. Um, And number two is really just a reminder to always use the most recent version of the W-8 Uh, Unlike other forms, the W-8 changes uh, relatively frequently. They recently had or the IRS published or uh, updated the W-8 in October of 2021. And so you really have, because typically the IRS will give you six months grace period. So you do have some time before you require it. I believe at some point in April 
But if you are giving out the 10 uh, or the W8s to your vendors to complete, always give them the most recent versions. And the reason that that's important is you want to make sure that you're always collecting the most up-to-date uh, information as, re- as it's required by the IRS. And I did do a video on my YouTube channel about the updated uh, W-8 forms. And so I will link to that in my in the show notes. So if you want to check out that video, you can. So we covered identifying you have foreign vendors, collecting the uh, W-8 or the uh, most recent version from those vendors. And now let's talk about um, the 1042S form. So let's assume you have vendors, you've identified foreign vendors, and you um, have collected the W-8 from them. And now it's time to start looking at processing the 1042S forms. So the third tip I have is don't get confused because the version of the 2022 1042S or the 2022 tax year version of the 1042S is out. So if you search for that on irs.gov, it's the first one that's going to come up in a search. Now, when you click through it, you'll be able to find or scroll down on that next page um, to the all revisions where you can then click on the 2021 tax year version. uh, version. That's just one way to get to it. I'm sure you might have some other um, ways. Maybe you saved um, the, the 1042 2S form page, you can go that way as well. But that's just one way you can get to it. If you just go in the box and search 1042S, just know that what's going to come up is the 2022 version and you just need to navigate to the 2021 version. Uh, Tip number four is the due date. So you've got the 1042S and now let's talk about the due date. The due date is March 15th for issuing to vendors, uh, distributing 1042S to them, and then also for filing with the URS, with the the IRS, whether you are filing electronically or by paper. Now, my recommendation is that if you can, uh, that you might want to send the vendors the forms earlier than March 15th, because we all know that the vendors can catch mistakes and they can reach out to um, have that opportunity or some time to reach out to you before you actually file it with the IRS. And so uh, if you are able to send that to them in advance, then I would recommend doing that again so you can catch uh, those errors before you file it with the IRS. All right, so tip number five is file an extension. And this is for if you absolutely can't send out those 1042Ss to the recipients uh, early uh, or on time, maybe you'd like to ask for an extension. Uh, the IRS does have a process for that. Um, I will 
uh, leave a link to the publication to the page. And really, this is just the 2021 instructions for the form 1042S. Uh, but I think if I leave the link to the PDF, you can still get to it. It's on page three, and it's under recipient copies. And the IRS does allow for you to send in a letter by fax and that letter must include your name, your tax ID, so your company's tax ID, um, the address, the type of uh, return, that would be in this case a Form 1042-S, a statement that your extension request is for providing statements to recipients, so you have to say that. You also have to tell them the reason for the delay, and then it also must be signed by the payer or the authorized agent. So that was seven things that that letter um, must include. And then on top of that, you um, the request must be faxed in no later than the date the forms are due to the recipients, which um, for the 2021 tax year is March 15th, 2022. And then if your request is approved, uh, generally, they're saying generally, I don't know why they're saying that, but generally you will be granted a maximum of 30 extra days to furnish the recipient statements. Again, I am not a uh, tax professional. So maybe there are some instances where they don't give you a full 30 days, but they do say generally you will be granted a maximum of 30 extra days to send those statements to uh, the vendors, to the payees. So that was number five. If you can't get those forms filed early or on time uh, to the recipients, the 1042S forms to the recipients, then you can request an extension. All right, so number six is really, the that's the last tip, and it's really at the end, once you have um, filed your 1042 forms to the IRS, once you have sent them to the recipients, then you need to make sure that you retain them. Uh, as a withholding agent, you should retain a copy of the 1042S forms that you uh, sent to the recipients, the 1042 forms that you filed with the IRS or have the ability to reconstruct the data for at least three years after the reporting due date. So you want to make sure that once you've gone through the process, that you retain those forms for at least three years. All right. So those are the six tips. One is if you think you don't have foreign vendors, you probably do. So make sure you identify whether they are reportable. Number two is to always use the most recent version of the uh, IRS W-8 since they can have uh, additional information that will help you in filing 1042s and that form has changed. So make sure you check out my video if you want more information on it. Uh, Number three is don't get confused because the 2022 tax year, 2022 version of the 1042S form is already out. And if you search for it, it's going to come up. So make sure you navigate to the 2021 tax year version. Uh, 
tip number four is the due date is March 15th for giving it to your vendors for filing uh, reporting with the IRS. Number five is if you can't make the uh, due date for sending the statements to your vendors, you do have the ability to request a, uh, an extension of up to 30 days. And again, I will have a link to the IRS uh, 1042S instructions that give the uh, instructions for doing that. And then step number six is once you're all done with the process, you file with the IRS, you've sent the statements to your vendors or your recipients, then make sure you retain all those forms for at least three years. So I hope that's helped you. Again, I am not an a tax professional, but I do know something about processing uh, 1099s and 1042s because I did it for a lot of years. So I thought I'd come up with some tips that might help you and your team make sure that you do not incur penalties as a result of processing these 1042 forms. All right. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 174th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.